so we learned the idea of why man has to, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, Hashem needed to create man with Yetzirah and Yetzirah there has to be a time for earning and a time for reward this world and the next world and Mchal explained each one why it has to be why one leads into the next conclusion and then Ramchal explained the difference between other Mishan Kaid Machet and other Marisha and Ma'acharachet, and we explained that at length yesterday, Betuvtab. And the true place of reward is only in the next world, with both body and soul. Okay, since it has been decreed that man must die, body and soul must remain separated until the time comes for them to be reunited. During this period of separation, an appropriate place must exist for for each of the two separate parts. The body thus returns to its elements, decomposing and losing its form. Since the body originates from dust, it must return to it. <coughs> Excuse me. That is what God told Adam, Afar Atta, well, Afar Tashuf. Afar Atta, well, Afar Tashuf. A worthy soul of us only to look forward to the time when what must be done with the resurrected body will have been, have been done. The body must undergo decay and decomposition, remain in the earth for an appropriate time, and finally be reconstructed anew that the soul can re-enter it. During this intermediate time, however, the soul also needs a place. It's for this reason that God prepared a soul world. Olam HaNashamas. So, this is called Chibot HaKever, if anyone learned, heard that expression. The, sort, of it's, sort of the pain and the breakdown of what happens to a body in the caver, which is, which is cleanses the guf. Meaning, the reason why we have to cleanse the guf is, as we explained before, what changes for the guf before and after. How is the goof radically different? If you answer to this, how is the goof radically different now and how would it be after the Mahaba when it reconnects with the Nishama? The difference is, as we explained, that the goof then, now, has is Moshech as, is the Yitzhar itself, is Moshech to Ra. Moshenkin, the, as, as we explained, yeah, meaning the goof is but our animal instincts, that is the, that is the goof. That that that's means the goof. Mashiachin after other mishikad machet and us. After we reconnect by Moshe Mashiach with our neshama, the goof will be like other mishikad machet, which the goof didn't have a yetsara in it of itself. It just had the ability to be drawn after yetsara, but the goof itself was a more, much more spiritual goof than we than we had. Reconstructed. Decomposing is like similar to when if you have like a a, a metal alloy, if you have gold that's not pure, so you have to break it down, melt it, and separate the pure gold from the not pure gold. So that's what happens to our goof when it's in the caver between now of the old goof, but it is different. And 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 the Sfarim say that he had that there's a small part of the goof that gets left over. It's the loose bone that sort of it's reconstructed, sort of around that. So it still remains from the first goof. And there's also an idea in this farm that there's a certain lowest level of neshama that stays with the guf in the caver, sort of it still stays connected to some degree to sort of keep it going. <clears throat> it is for this reason Hashem prepared a soul world, Olam HaNeshamas. When a soul leaves its body, enters the soul world, and remains in a state of rest, while the body undergoes what it must. During this period, the soul experiences sublime delight, very much like that which will be bestowed on the individual later in the period of genuine reward. Its level in the soul world is also determined by its accomplishment, just as it is in the ultimate reward. The true perfection is destined for those worthy of it, however, is not attained by either the body or soul alone, but by the complete man, consisting of both combined resurrections, like we'll explain at the end of this period. 
There's another option, right? Again, so the Ramchal is going on for, for good for, for people who are tzaddikim. So the guf stays here, gets purified. The oil, the neshama goes in the oil and neshamas and experiences a connection to the and and sublime delight, and then get reconnected. But there's another option, which is Gehenim. And the other Tzvarim Mechal brings it down, and, and later on, Akira Mechal is going to bring down this option, which is that over there, the guf goes again under a spiritual pur- purification in order to allow it to eventually be to be combined with with the Nisham. The Mechal calls this Gan Eden, and this is not like Elam Haba. Elam Haba is a place of growth. Elam Haba, which is the end-end, which is after Chad Charuv, that's a place of growth. Masha'en Kain Gan Eden, and Elam, which, the, the different terms, the, the, the Ramchal refers to Elam and Hashem, it says Gan Eden. Gan Eden is a place of rest for Hashem. As the Ramchal will explain that there's some degree of growth, but in general, the Gan Eden is a place of, gro- uh, a place of rest. That's why we say at the end of Kemal Arachimim, right, V'yonuchu v'shalem al mishkavei seyem v'neymar amen, they should rest. The neshamas should rest, because that's what the Ilm Neshamas does, and the Ilm Neshamas is that it rests and just experiences delight, but in contrast to after Chad Charuv, which is what we call, what the Ramchal calls the Ilm Haba, which is a place of continued growth, as he will explain. Besides being a place for the soul to wait the resurrection, the soul world also provides another benefit for the soul, and ultimately for the resurrected body as well. Because of Adam's sins, it was decreed that man could attain perfection only after death even though his deeds may be such as to have made him worthy of perfection when he was alive. For without life in this world, man will never attain perfection at all, since the only time allotted for earning perfection is in this world. As all of this decree, the body must remain immersed in evil in this world, and it can never be completely associate, completely disassociate itself from it. The soul which is associated with body is therefore also darkened and dim. So the nisham in this world is held back, and cannot really connect to Hashem the way it has ability to. Through the good deeds that one has done, the soul might have earned itself perfection and excellence. But this cannot be expressed. The soul cannot shine with the, ra- with the radiance appropriate to the excellence that it actually attains. It all remains concealed in the soul's essence until time comes for it to be revealed. No, I'm sorry. The soul, however, bears no blame for this Whatsoever, it is only the nature of the body that prevents its full expression. The body, however, also suffers a great loss because of this, since man's during man's physical lifetime cannot be appropriately purified by the soul. Nevertheless, the soul also loses during man's physical lifetime; it is imprisoned and cannot spread its radiance. It furthermore cannot perform its proper task, which is the perfection of the purification of the body. If the soul were able to do this, it would also perfect its, itself through its very act, purifying the body. The soul would resemble its creator in doing good and bestowing perfection on other, and itself would further enhance the soul. So Ramchal is saying that that the so the, the oil and the is besides the place that it sort of waits for the complete completion of Haba, it also has a chance now. The soul will, it has a chance now to sort of experience what it can, what it what it theoretically is able to experience. The soul was first created for the very purpose of purifying the body, both in this world and in the next world, as we'll explain further. And therefore, in doing so, would be fulfilling its purpose. This, in terms, further enhanced the, the neshama, since everything is perfected by doing what was ordained for it by Hashem. On the other hand, every entity loses perfection as long as it not full its purpose. And therefore, the soul loses a great deal of its power during man's physical lifetime. So when it's in this world, and the soul 
the neshama is that it cannot do what it's supposed to do, which is to purify us totally. When the soul leaves the body and enters the soul world, however, it can then radiate freely with a brightness that befits it as a result of its good deeds while associated with the body, meaning it will always be connected to the body. Through both this and what it contains in the soul world, the soul is able to regain the power that it lost while associated with the body. This, in turn, makes it more qualified for its ultimate function after resurrection, namely the purification of the body. What do you mean by power? It means that it's the, the, the kayak of the neshama, the ability of the neshama is to connect to the Rebbein Shalom. And when it's in this world, so... Its job is to affect us to a certain degree to connect us to draw our cycle to Rabbi Shalom, but it's very limited by our kof. And if Mashaenkin once it's in Olam Hanashamas and it's not limited anymore by the kof, then its potential, or we might, you might use the word, of connecting and to Rabbi Shalom is allowed freely, and therefore it's not just a place for rest, but it's also a place for it to experience that. That 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 uh, that joy, and again at that point when we say neshama, at that point in Olam Haba, in Olam Hashamas, it means the neshama, as we expressed before, connected to me, meaning we and me, meaning I, my consciousness and my neshama are connected, and that's what rests in Olam Haba, and that's what experiences the joy of connecting to Rabbi Shalom, unimpeded by the physicality of the body, even before a soul enters the body and attains perfection through its deeds, already has a high degree of intrinsic perfection. This intrinsic perfection of villains is so great that it should be able to purify man's physical being to such an extent that it no longer be considered a mortal being, meaning really the neshama should overtake the guf. The soul is required by God's plan, and it can only act upon the body to the extent that God's wisdom allows. And the soul continues to participate in good deeds. Again, in that word, the neshama is participating because me, I, means my consciousness and my neshama, which I don't feel. The only, the only way I feel my neshama is that it allows me to live. But the neshama, I can't feel, but it's what draws us and it connects us to the Rebbe Shalom. As the soul continues to participate in good deeds, it should likewise be able to spread out and radiate, just purifying the body. The same decree, however, holds it back and prevents it from functioning freely till it reaches the soul world. When the soul is recombined with the body after the resurrection, however, it will no longer be bound or restricted, and will enter the body with all its brilliance and strength. I mean, right when it comes in, it will right away purify the body to a great, in a great way. The body will then experience a great enlightenment and will not have to develop gradually as a child does now. The soul will immediately shine forth and purify it to a very great degree. By Tchis HaMesim, right? There's a Mesim Mashiach, a certain point after that, it's HaMesim, as we explained yesterday, and that Tchis HaMesim will get us to not just the other mission, but the other mission where he was supposed to get to if he had, if he had done the mitzvah. This does not mean, however, that the resurrected man will not be able to continue to elevate himself. The Ramchal now says a fascinating idea, which Ram Moses says, which is that even in the Mary's of Mashiach, there's still growth. And it's hard to understand how that is. How is this growth? No Yitzhahara. How can you have growth? The instant that the soul re-enters the body, the individual is raised to a higher spiritual level, and the body experiences its in- initial enlightenment. At this point, the body will immediately be on a higher level than it could ever possibly obtain it in its first life. So, as the, the base idea is like this, the, 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 the neshama enters the body of Tchitzam and right away the guf changes into a, into a, into, in, in a, great, in a great enlightenment. But then, the neshama, from doing what it's supposed to do, has more power, and the guf because it became now more ruchnius, has the ability to affect the more by neshama, and that can continue 
constantly by Neshama doing what it's supposed to do, and the guf constantly being become more, more, more ruchni in a certain way, therefore continue growth and continue to become more and more closer to Rebbein Shalom and experience more and more delight. The degree of enlightenment will depend on the individual's good deeds in his first life. And accordingly, he will be placed on an appropriate level among those worthy of enjoying this ultimate perfection. This level is not permanent, and the complete man, both body and soul, will still be able to elevate himself in relation to the initial level which he is placed. Meaning, we, there, we will be in the, in the next world, as Ramchal explained before, based on our effort in this world. And, but the body and soul can, forever will continue to sort of rise in a certain way and come closer and closer and feel more and more the joy of the British Lamb. You could explain it because, I think the guy explains it, that's idea because they understand and, and, and learn Torah more and more, and therefore they come closer and closer to the British Lamb. Or the way we explained it before, sort of it's a back and forth, as the Neshama does what it's supposed to do, the Guf comes more enlightened, which allows the Neshama to do more, and the Neshama also becomes greater because it's doing what it's supposed to do, and that continues a growth process. So, Eliza asked yesterday, what's this whole Guf thing at the end? Why do you need the Guf? Why can't we just leave the Neshama? Why, can, why, why, is there, why does it have to be both in Tchis HaMais, both, again, there's three periods that, we, that we're referring to after this world, right? Yemais HaMashiach, well, it's still this world, Tchis HaMaisim, and after Chad Charuf, three periods. And all those periods, well, there's really, there's a thousand years in, in between, which doesn't have physicality, but all those three periods is to still be a guf, according to the Ramchal. question is, and then they, why do I need my guf? The guf is just the Yitzhara. Why, 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 why is it necessary to have the guf at all? So, one, if you want a very, very basic pshat, is in a that since the guf played a role in reaching, helping us reach to where we're going, because ra is necessary in order to overcome it, therefore the the guf has to be rewarded as well, and therefore we have a guf will continue with us. Again, the guf, as we explained, is not the physical guf as we know it; it's two levels above it. Right? Who could tell me two levels above it? May what are two levels above it? Above the guf as we know it now. No, no. Adam Rishon. Next step is Adam Rishon Kaidemachet, and then Adam Rishon where he was supposed to get right. Then that's the level of of, of that was that was a two, so it's a much different guf. Just like the guf of Adam Rishon, we we that we understand. It's unfortunately possible they didn't wear clothing, right? They didn't have any busha, right? So that's clear that that was a different level of guf. But then we're going to get to even higher level of guf, where. <coughs> It's almost like a malach, where, but nevertheless, there's some sort of physicality. And the question is, what's the point of that physicality? So, I explain it in two ways. One is based on the idea we explained a few days ago, the idea of what ani is, what I am, and I am a collection of my consciousness and my soul. And if I would just be a neshama, sort of, then I wouldn't be myself. The neshama is also, there has to be me part of it too. And the me always has to have a kli, has to be in something, and therefore there has to be a guf. Now, you can ask in that, Maitin Elin Meshamas is some sort of ani, but as you see, that ani is sort of attached, but it's not really enjoyed, it doesn't seem to be sort of, it's, it's not called, it's called Elin Meshamas, not to understand that, but there's sort of, there's always a kli for, the, for, for, for me. And there's, a, there's another d- deep way to understand it, which is that, which is that, Again, based on Sfarim, that there's always a, in every in every Hashem created everything with an inside, 
with, a, with, with, an, with an inside and an outside, a primus and a chitonius, and, and every level of the world. And therefore, there always has to be a primus and a chitonius. And even though we're calling it a guf, when we say in the after the mitzvah, right, we're calling it a guf, it's really just a kli for the neshama, just a less holy chitonius for the neshama. So, I mean, there always has to be a primus and a chitonius. So there's a panemius of the neshama, and then there's a chitonius, which is sort of a more chashiv chitonius that surrounds it. That's sort of what we're calling the guf. Again, difficult ideas to understand. A panemius and a chitonius. It's sort of a more a, 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 a more kaddish and a less kaddish outside, just like we are now. Every part of the world is created that way, sort of built, you know. Sort of right, and and, and a a, a, a cleave for the neshama, and that that sort of less kaddish than the neshama itself, and it also gives, and it also gives, and there's also brought down in Sfarim that there's an idea of, even though that we're not, there's no bechira, there's no yitzhara in the and in 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 the in the in the mitzvah and and mitzvah uh, shiach, I'm saying, but after, but by for sure by chad karuv, but there's still idea of bechira. It's not a bechir between ra and toiv. It's between bechir of toiv and toiv ma'id. Gonna hard hard concepts to understand. What's the, like, isn't, there like the, isn't there a gemara that talks about how like if the if the neshama knows what's going on down below? Yeah. Right. Um. So like, I understood that that like, do they like care about what's going on? Is that correct, no. or would you, or would you no, say I would, that? I would that, not say uh, that. I would say it's incorrect. It's just a mishal. If 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 the neshama, it's in, do they have the knowledge of what's going on in this world? Right. Simply, it's uh, just. What's type void? More types than types. Uh, but I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't say I understand that concept well. But uh, but I can understand a little bit. That 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 that, 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 that but. It's hard to understand the whole idea of a guf because, again, our question is based on, a, on an idea that we don't completely understand. That's part of it's hard to answer such questions because, again, like as we said, when we said a guf, we don't mean a guf as we know it. Again, it's two levels higher guf, not just a guf of other Mauritian, which is not a guf that we understand either because it's a guf that they didn't have to wear clothing. There was no embarrassment, there was no bush in the guf, right? Because as we explained, the guf wasn't yet alive other Ram and Urub at that point. It didn't draw them to animalistic typus, right? But and we're going to be even on a high level of guf after that. So it's, again, it's, hard, it's hard to... And we're asking, why do we need that? But it's hard to completely answer the question where we don't really understand what that is in the first place. So again, we're giving a very basic answer of the idea of that. So there always needs to be a kli, and there always needs to be a pnimis and a chitzimis in every, in every part of the world. Who, who talked about Talmud Svar Makdashim, as we say. So, 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 so uh, Nathan asked a question. We asked a question. I'm go. I'll answer again. He's asking that if there's no guf, so how do you how, how do you have growth, right? Right. So I'll answer the question again. The Ramchal and growth. The Ramchal and 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 the Rambam say this that. Uh, and the complete man, both body and soul, will be able to still be able to elevate himself in relation to initial level upon which he was placed. So there's two ways to understand that. Either, I mean, relative to where you started, there'll always be growth 
Meaning, even for even in you might even in, in, even even after the higher levels of the world. Yes. Oh, I thought that. Okay. So there's two ways to understand that. One understanding is it's based on because of what of the as you when you're in the you learn Torah, which is Das Hashem. And the more you understand the Bereshit, Hashem, the closer and the more joy you get from the Eilam and Hashemis. The Eilam and Hashemis, the joy of Eilam and Hashemis is is the kirov l'sanigal Hashem is to understand and come closer to Bereshit Hashem in the next world. So the more you understand of Hashem, there's always also even the next world. There's a process, sort of a learning process, of learning and understanding Hashem, and that and that brings us closer and closer to Bereshit Hashem. That's how the Goyim understands it. The Ramchal seems to be saying there that that there's sort of a a, a, a constant step-by-step jump, which is the, so, the neshama affects the guf, makes it pure to a certain degree. That makes the neshama better, because when someone does the will of Hashem, when something does the will of Hashem, it becomes more kaddish in of itself. Right? And then that, and the guf itself has already become kaddish yesterday, I'm saying it's true, yesterday, be, because of the neshama. Right? And therefore, now it can become, it has more of ability to be affected by neshama. So neshama and guf sort of keep on growing on, on, uh, on, again, relative to the level that they started off in. Okay, not a, such an easy concept, but that's, those are the two ways to understand, to understand. even the Ram, who doesn't have the sort of the Mahalach of, of, of Kabbalah, still says this, this, this idea of, uh, of, um, of growth. Right, just to bring out the idea, we, we, we said, like, you know, how the Rambam is different than the Ramchal. There's many, many, many sources for it. Like, the difference in the Kabbalah version of Ashkofa and the Nat is the, the, the Rambam and the Like, the Ramchal holds, the Gemara says that, you know, that Shital Vishen Chayamba, Bachat Karuv, 6,000 years the world will live, the world will be, and then for 1,000 of destruction, and then the world will be created. And the Ramchal goes with that very literally and explains the whole state of the world with it. But the Rambam, Mernavuchim, says, you know, it seems to not take it literally, this Gemara. You know, it says, the Shittas Yachid, it seems to not take it literally, and just to him, there'll be... Like the world as we know. Well, right. Exactly. What else could that mean? He holds that it's not, I don't know, I'm not sure how he ties it. Again, he says not everyone agrees with it, and that even if, you know, it might not be literal. Maybe it means that there's sort of a uh, not that totally destroyed, but it's this destruction of the gulf to a certain degree. Destruction the of the numbers are still. still number I think so. I mean, Michal holds that the numbers is, is is very real, meaning meaning to we're close to six thousand years. I mean, to quote Michal, not before six thousand years, not only Mashiach happened, but also Kesamesim, meaning Mashiach has to come. Then at a certain period after it will be Kesamesim, we jump from again from the level Mashiach comes is Oylem Kanaganoyik. And then by Tkes we get eventually to the level of Adam Rish and Kaidamachet. And then at 6,000, both those things happen before 6,000, and then at 6,000 years, the world will be destroyed, and then it's 1,000 years of Toyu Vavayu, and then we'll go back and a new created world where the Guf in a totally different level of the Guf than, uh, than even than we know it as Adam Rish and Kaidamachet. All right, we'll stop there. Shalom Aleichem, this is Menachem Weinberg. These Yorim were given in Yeshivas Ahavas Atorah, Cleveland. For more information, visit yeshivasahavasatorah.org. Thank you.